Heavenly Father, as hard as this is for me, I'm asking you to search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. God, test my motives. Reveal to me my anxious thoughts. Show me anything in me that offends you. God, I want to see in me what you see in me, so I can become more like Jesus. God, I ask you to search me. All right, we begin a new uh, new series today. Uh, it's going to be this week, next two weeks, and the title is uh, Dangerous Prayers. And uh, as we start the series, uh, we're going to give you an upfront warning, right? Upfront warning. Uh, man, if you start praying, if you start using these prayers in your life that we're going to look at in these next three weeks, um, you just need to know it's dangerous. It's it's, it is. It's dangerous. Uh, because what we're going to share with you today and, and these weeks um, has the power to just change your life. Uh, it is going to be absolutely dangerous to the status quo of your life uh, if you take these messages seriously. Uh, so you feel warned? <laughs> yeah, because God stands behind it. It's dangerous. And when you start praying dangerous prayers... Uh, well, I mean, things happen. Um, we're so used to praying prayers, but, but often our prayers are nice, safe prayers, right? I mean, we do, we do nice, safe things, nice, safe prayers. They're not bad prayers. They're good prayers, but they're nice, safe kind of prayers, right? Lord, you know, bless my family, be with my kids, you know, bring safety, and we're doing a lot of that these days, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're not bad prayers, but they're just kind of safe prayers. What we're going to look at is not, is not safe stuff. This is life change, dangerous prayers. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So you ready to get dangerous? Okay. So you're all excited about that. <laughs> okay. Don't leave the room, please. All right. Yeah. All right. So you ready to get dangerous people? Yeah, okay, I'm going to get, let's go, let's get dangerous. Here we go. We're going to get dangerous with Psalm 139. This is a psalm uh, from uh, David, and what he's doing here is praying dangerously. So let's, let's get dangerous together, okay? Let's, let's read this, pray this uh, together, okay? On three, we'll start it out. Ready? One, two, three. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the paths of everlasting life. That is dangerous. That's dangerous. Let's unpack. We're going to try to unpack kind of phrase by phrase, verse by verse here, uh, what we just prayed and why this is so dangerous uh, to the status quo of our life, but also to, to where our life is going to go. Okay, let's start out this way. One, he says, search me, O God. Right? What is he doing? This part of the petition, the way he begins, is simply starting the prayer with saying, listen, Lord, I'm ready to submit to an absolute search. I'm ready, I'm ready to submit, and not just anybody doing the search. Who gets to do the search? Yeah, God does, right? This is a God search. 
You ever been you ever been driving on the on the freeway and you're driving on the freeway and, and you come up on like three squad cars with their lights going, right? And then there's that one car in front of the three squad cars with the driver in the seat going like that and the trunks open and the back seats open and the officers are kind of going through there, right? They're going they're not looking for a spare tire, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, what what goes through your mind when you go past that? It's like Whoa, their life's going to change, <laughs> right? Because when you submit to a search, when you submit to a search like that, you're going to discover some stuff. And what you discover is going to challenge you and change your life. David is saying, God, search. Do a complete search. Now, what you need to know in Psalm 139, David has already been describing for the whole psalm, he's been describing the nature of God and how how God knows everything. You know God knows everything, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, right? And that's what he's been saying. He's been saying the whole the whole psalm. He's saying, you know, God, you know me when I rise up and when I die down. And, you know, I go to the mountains, you're there. Go to the depths of the ocean, you're there. You were there when I was being knit in my mother's womb. God, there's no place I can escape you. You know everything. You know what's going on. You are that kind of God. You're absolutely incredible and you know everything. But what happens at the end? He gets dangerous. Because he takes this simple piece of knowledge and he takes it seriously. We all know God knows everything. I mean, that's the nature of who he is, right? God, God, God knows everything. But how does it change? How does it change when you take that knowledge seriously and you say, Listen, God, you know everything, but I want you to do a serious search in my life. I want you, God, from whom I can real, uh, you know, hide nothing, right? The God who knows that. I want to get serious about that truth. I don't want that just to be, hey, I know God's smart and he knows everything, but I want that now to apply into my everyday, into my life. God, I want you to get serious and real about my life. Search it. Search it, God, according to your standards. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. And that's where life change comes from. David says, search. Why does God need to do the search? Well, look at Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21 says, People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. How good are we in our own eyes making ourselves okay? Right? How good are we coming up with, you know, rationales and justifications and, you know, all that stuff for whatever's going on that we just simply kind of want to do because we want to do it? How does it change when we say, listen, God, we're going to give all that up? We're, we're going to stop the self-justifying. We're going to stop deciding what is right and wrong on our own. We're going to just simply get all in, sell out, and say, you now search. You look at my life. You help me see. You decide. That's dangerous. It's no longer us, but it's God, the God who knows everything anyway, getting real about our lives. And David moves then from saying, okay, I'm going to submit to this search 
to get into the core of his own brokenness. And he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. He gets to the heart of the matter, right? Now, here's the problem for us, uh, is when it comes to the heart, right, contrary to Hallmark and, you know, all the big red hearts at Valentine's Day and all that kind of stuff, the Bible makes it really clear that we all have inherently a heart problem, right? We have a heart problem. And our problem is our heart is simply broken and selfish. See, this is part of the search. Part of the search is coming to grips, being honest with ourselves, and understanding at our core, apart from Christ, when, when grace hasn't overwhelmed us, right? When we're, we're not doing it God's way, when we're not under the grace and the power of Christ, if we're left just to ourselves, our heart is absolutely broken and selfish. Don't believe me? Look what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah says, The human heart is the most deceitful of what? Wow! <laughs> that's you. That's me. That's, that's what's in here. Right? And it is desperately... Whew, who really knows how bad it is? God does. He knows your heart. He knows how bad it can really be. You see, that's the tough truth of the search. The tough truth of the search. Now, for us, the good news is there's good news in, in the search. There's good news in this for us. It comes out of Hebrews 10, right? And this is what God is willing to do for us if we face that truth, right? Hebrews says, and the Holy Spirit also testifies, this is so. For he says, this is the new covenant I'm going to make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws where? In their hearts. And I will write them on their minds. What did he just tell you? You see, when you let God take over your life, when you absolutely surrender, when you let him search, when you give up your own heart, just what we're saying, he's ready to do a heart transplant. He's ready to do a heart transplant. He is ready to write his laws into your heart. And you don't have to live according to the broken heart anymore. You live to a heart overwhelmed with God's presence and grace and goodness. Not your own, but His. But we've got to come to grips with the dangerous truth that in and of ourselves, our hearts broken. David says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Expose the truth to me. Help me understand. Help me get real and see the reality of my life apart from you. Then he goes further. He says, now test me and know my anxious thoughts. He goes from not just do the search, right? Don't, don't, not just doing the search, but he makes a radical, dangerous invitation. He says to God, listen, test me. How many people like tests? Yeah, I didn't think so, right? I don't like quizzes either, right? Even the short tests, I don't like those either, right? We, this is not what we invite. It's dangerous to invite this. But this is what David's doing. He's saying, listen, God, you do whatever you need to do in my life. You let happen whatever you need to let happen in my life. You just, just go ahead and let happen whatever needs to happen in my life so I can see, so you can expose to me those places where fear controls me and not you. Just go ahead. 
Well, whatever, whatever occurrence, whatever thing needs to happen, just let it happen because it's more important that you expose to me the place that I'm not trusting you. And I'll go through the trial. It's what Peter was saying, right? What Peter was saying to the, to the early Christians when they were going through tests and trials and persecution and difficulty, right? Peter's saying, look, this is what they show when you go through trials and tests and all that. This is what comes up. These trials, the tests, they show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, tests, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor in the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. What's going on? The test, the trial, the test. David is inviting it so that he will see, understand those places where he is distant from God, where he is captured by fear and not by faith. That's what tests do. Tests reveal to us the fear, and the fear reveals to us our faltering faith. When fear drives our life, when fear captures our life, what's being pushed out? Faith, trust, right? We, we see that in 1 John. 1 John says, such love has no fear because perfect love does what? Expels all fear, right? So when we love God perfectly, right? When we trust Him absolutely, when we do just what we just sang, saying absolute surrender, I'm all in, I'm all yours, no matter what happens, I'm going to trust you no matter what I face, I'm going to trust you no matter what I go through, I'm going to trust you no matter what the challenge is, If fear has a hold of us, it shows us the lack of our trust. This is what David is inviting. This is why it is so dangerous, a prayer. Because it's inviting God to do whatever God needs to do, to let God let happen whatever God needs to let happen, so that we'll come clean with our distance from Him. This is dangerous. And then he just gets to the point. He gets to this final point. And he says, okay, God, above all of it, in the midst of all of this, right, exposing, doing the search, showing me my broken heart, you know, exposing those places that I don't trust you enough, just point out anything in me that offends you. Right? He's just inviting God to search and just say, look, point out the stuff where I am not being obedient. Point out the stuff where I'm not just doing it your way. Point out the stuff where I'm not walking the way you call me to walk. Point it out. Make it clear to me the place that I'm just not all in. That's dangerous. Because we're not always all in, are we? I mean, the truth of it is, you're sitting here this morning, and you know it. You know there's places in your life where you are just not being obedient. You're not doing it God's way. Maybe you're holding a grudge on somebody and you're just not about to forgive them, even though God says what? Forgive others as I have forgiven you, right? Maybe you're not walking sexually pure in your life. Pornography's got a hold of you. You've got some other relationship going. You're, you're having intimacy before marriage. I don't know what it is. Maybe something like that's got a hold of you, even though you know God's Word calls you to be pure, Maybe you're just not stepping into radical generosity, even though you hear it here every week. 
And God's word says, that's what you do. Just trust me. Just, just, just trust me. David is saying, pray a dangerous prayer. And ask God to just point it out. Just point it out. Now, about now, you're sitting this morning saying, gee, thanks, Pastor. Great that I came to church today. <laughs> this is really exciting stuff. <laughs> right? And, and the question becomes, why, why would you get dangerous? Why, why would you step into praying such an incredibly dangerous prayer? David answers the question. David says, God, do all this. Do all this. Do all this dangerous stuff. Do all this, and as the outcome, lead me along the path of everlasting life. David is praying exactly what you just sang. Lord, take over my life. And and don't let my life just stay in this kind of place that it is. But, but take over my life and put my life on a level that is everlasting. Put my life on a level that is higher than anything else in this world. Put, put, put my life on a, on a level that is going to have impact and endurance that pays dividends into eternity. You see that, right? Lead me along the path that is what? Everlasting, right? Not just good for the moment, not just kind of okay for the, for the experience, not just kind of gets me through the next challenge, but he's saying, no, listen, do all this. Let's get dangerous about this because the outcome is my life is going to get elevated to a place that is higher, greater, and more impactful and will extend into eternity. This is a good place. This is a good place. If you look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah tries to capture it this way. Jeremiah says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. You know what? Anybody feel like this morning is a little bit of a crossroads? Of whether you're going to get dangerous or not? Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and do what? Walk in it. Travel its path and you will find... Wow, that's good stuff. You see, the promise of the dangerous prayer is that you will experience everything that Jesus died to accomplish for you. And look at him. He was at a crossroad. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was on his knees, and he was so desperate in his prayer. He was so dangerous in his prayer that John tells us he was sweating blood. It was that intense. And ultimately, he said, look, Father, I I don't want to have to go through this. It's dangerous. I don't want to have to go through this. But you know what? I'm all in. Not my will, but I'm all in. Father, I'm all in. And when he went all in, he went through the trial. He went through the test. And what came out on the other end? Even the greatest enemy, death, could not hold back his transformation. Even the greatest enemy, death, could not stop the impact of everlasting. And this is what happens when we get dangerous. When we get dangerous and we start praying dangerously. 
that God would just take hold of our life and that we would be absolutely, utterly all in. And God, you do whatever you need to do. You just search. You, you just test. You, you just point it out. You just do whatever you need to do to move my life from just being this temporal, temporary kind of worldly life to this everlasting life that impacts for the kingdom of heaven. Move me to be a dangerous person for the kingdom of heaven. Wow. The evil one just shuddered at the idea that you would become eternally dangerous. The evil one just shuddered at the idea that Christ Church, together, we would all be so all in and so dangerous that we could impact this place for the kingdom of heaven and eternity. The evil one is trembling this morning. If we just get dangerous. Just get dangerous. And it starts with a dangerous prayer. We want to give you that chance this morning. I don't don't want you to leave the room this morning without chewing on what you heard this morning uh, and and just letting God start that dangerous process uh, in your life. And so we're going to take time this morning for you to think about what you heard. Look at your life. Let God start doing that dangerous thing uh, in your own life. And here's how it's going to work. At, the, at the, the main aisles here, at the end of those aisles, you folks sitting in those end chairs, let's see, on that aisle there, this aisle there, and that aisle there. Does that make sense? You're going to find a basket underneath your seat. It's got paper. It's got pencils in there, right? So just grab a, a piece of paper, grab a pencil if you need it, get one out of your purse, your pocket, whatever, uh, and the band's going to come up, and Wynn's going to sing a song. But we want to give you time this morning, holy time in this place, to think about what you heard. About being dangerous. Not, not just singing that song that we sang, it's powerful, it's awesome, it's incredible, but, but, but really getting dangerous about it. And, and saying, look, this, this is where I need to be all in. And, and we want you to just write down on those slips of paper... Whatever it is that God's doing in your heart in this moment, okay? Just write down whatever God's doing in your heart in this moment. Uh, you can do it now. You can do it during communion. I mean, you can do it the rest of the morning. We're going to have people after worship this morning ready to pray with you uh, over whatever it is that God's doing in your heart this morning. We're going to have folks ready to pray with you over that. We want this to be a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous morning, okay? And then when the offering goes, when the basket comes, uh, you can just throw those prayers. Uh, in, the, in the basket. Ultimately, they're going to go up on the wall over here. So every week, we get to come in and see how God is challenging us to become a dangerous place for the kingdom of heaven. Okay? So just pass that stuff down. Start praying about it. Start writing that stuff down. When the offering comes, put it in there. we got people that are going to pray over that stuff. we got people that are going to pray with you. Let's just get dangerous. Right? Let's just get dangerous. Let's get dangerous one more time as we end. Let's pray this together. All right? Pray this together. You ready? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you 
and lead me along the paths of everlasting life.
Try.